Fred Film Radio, Turin Film Festival, Italy. Fred Film Radio from the Torino Film Festival. I'm Angela Cherubi and I'm here with Albert Serra. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you're here with your film Pacific Fiction, which is a fiction in, in the Pacific. Pacific yes, <laughs> that's right. And it's uh, it's a it, it's a fiction story that that comes from where? What was the the you know the spark, the creative? No, no. What's a little it comes a little bit from my mind, or it comes from the I don't know. I was supposed to make a film in French. Uh, with French uh, actors, you know, in French territory, but mm -hmm. I don't know, I didn't like, I wasn't inspired to shoot it in continental France or in a city or in a visually bourgeois context. Yeah. So I said, we, go, we have to go, you know, on the on the sea territories, Outre-mer, in the Francais. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yes, I, from all these territories they have around, I thought that maybe the one that uh, in my mind was more close to the idea of paradise, I don't know why I had this idea in mind, was uh, Tahiti, you know. Uh, we all had the same idea yeah. in mind, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's a, well, since Gauguin, since a lot of people who traveled there, you know, this, this idea of harmony with nature and between the people and the bodies, blah, blah, blah. And okay, but then of course this was the beginning and I know that there was changes because I was reading a book, an autobiography by the wife of Marlon Brando, Tarita. And yeah. so in the book uh, he describes indirectly all the changes of the island and how this paradise transforms into, into something else. So <laughs> I like this idea. I know my previous films were about the subject of uh, a little bit, uh, how to say, like uh, and endings of something, endings of times, uh, decadent moments, you know. So this idea of this other side of paradise or this lost paradise or, you know, I don't know, was floating in my mind and I decided to make a film. I wrote the script with this dark idea of of uh -huh. a nuclear test yeah. to, to re which is like resuming, a haunting, yeah. haunting everybody yes. especially yes and it, it was a painful thing in the yeah. past and it has been done and you know it's not a it's not a joke I mean no. uh, it has a very uh, no hard consequences and it's very contemporary unfortunately, yes and, yeah unfortunately it became Even fashionable you back then I mean. it became fashionable again yeah. with uh, <laughs> the invasion of Russia to Ukraine and uh, the problems with Germany and uh, the, in the civil side that it's uh, energy and on the military side Of, of, of you know how people yeah. how countries you know impose their will to other countries so I think that uh, in this in a little sense the film was also visionary by chance and okay and then actually you decided to keep the uh Aesthetics of the dreamy island. Yeah, you know? the I colors like. are exaggerated. Everything is yeah. hyper, yeah. hyper realistic. Visually, uh, yeah. especially visually, uh, I don't know. I like it. This idea of saturated colors, even you know, not non non real colors, artificial mm -hmm. colors, and uh, you know, and put all the elements that we consider cliche. You know, the palm trees and the I don't know the coral and the coral. You know, the colors mm -hmm. of the sea and uh, the indigenous people. You know this discotheques that are a little bit trash but at the same time somehow yeah, could yeah. remind the past of the island so I don't know to, to, to mix all kinds of cliche mm -hmm. uh, but okay then fill it with a little bit more dark uh, content and especially with more rough and uh, wild material of the actors uh, you know the way the actors yeah. perform yeah, yeah. and the way they behave and the way you know and the dialogues and you know everything it's, it, there is a huge contrast I like the dreamy you know 50s 
you know, like if you were in a Minelli film, yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. like the the, the 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 island is a decor, but it's, it's, it's you don't know it's a mental decor, obviously a physical decor, or it's a real place. So yeah. everything mixed in your mind, but you believe in everything, and then to contrast uh, strongly that uh, content with the with the actors, you know, with the darkness of, of the performance, especially Majimel, but okay, some others. The the character of Bruno Majimel is this high commissar yeah, yeah. in the. Uh, for the French, uh, yeah, for yeah. The French, French government, state. Yeah, French but it's really a little bit detached from the actual French powers. It, I mean, he's, he's representing mm. the French power, yeah. but he's not very convinced that to know everything about what is what what he represents. Yeah. I think it's a perfect example of uh, all the population <laughs> nowadays. You know that yeah, we are uh, we are we are all not very convinced of you know people <laughs> representing us. In fact, we don't know, and this is very very usual nowadays that we we, we mistrust or we, we have suspicions that which are the the, the true interests behind you know mm -hmm. some decisions from the from the stage. It means from the public servers. So, uh, I mean, I think that there is it's an increasing an increasing feeling everywhere that there is Haydn powers connected with the state power and blah, 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 that, that really rules the world mm -hmm. and uh, you know and really um, and we see and as we see the increasing difference between rich people and poor people increasing a lot in the yeah. last 50 years you know second, second, since Second World War and we are suspicious And we are. Uh, yeah, there must know. be always something behind. Yeah, there is. No, I mean, uh, well, in fact, in, in, in fact, not even behind, you know, <laughs> when you see that Amazon or Apple don't pay taxes, you know, it's not, I mean, it's in very, Europe it's at least. There. It's, it's very there, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, front it's of you. So, but still, there is something else, especially linked with nuclear and mm -hmm. these are more, you know, more, how to say, old subjects, you know, of, of power, of, of geopolitics, maybe also. And, okay, everything mixed, but there is a mistrust. And I think that it's uh, logical and it, it captures something that is in the mind and for the reason that is the populist um, you know parties that win every, will, and will win more in the future because you know uh, I don't know it, it, uh, it's an answer even if it's an absurd or a ridiculous answer yeah, but it's yeah, a, yeah. Some at least, an, at least, at least yeah. it is an answer they, they, they say something and they talk about something mm -hmm. that until now until very recently other people didn't even talk didn't mm -hmm. exist these problems and yeah, now right, right. suddenly they exist because these writing people talk about it and, and we don't know what obviously we know the problem and I don't know the solution. But, uh, Which is exactly how the Benoit Magimel character yes, is. Because yes. he, we know that there is something that is not working yes. and he knows it as well, but we do, he doesn't know how to... So this, we don't know why. He, do, he doesn't know why this yeah. not knowing becomes a kind of a, yeah, a paranoia. Yeah. An increasing Par paranoia, yeah. an obsession at the beginning of the film, but then, literally, an increasing paranoia. And it's the, the mise-en-scene of the film, you know. He's on, in all the scenes of the film. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah. we really share his point of view. We, we don't we don't have actually yeah we don't have any other information that he has no we don't mm -hmm. we don't see one a scene of somebody else talking about the problem and saying something to us as spectators that that he doesn't know so i think we really are inside his mind and i think in the last 45 minutes you know in a more formalist but quite a strange yeah. way you know this 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 lack of of of, of comprehension this lack of a stabilization of because the film is not about reality it's about the perception of reality, reality and especially his perception of reality which, but which, i think yeah. that we can share we get worse and worse yeah. but it's film. about how you see the wall not how the wall it is it's impossible it's too opaque the opacity of the power of the wall is too, it's too, too high to, to really understand what's going on but at least you have your perception mm -hmm. 
this is what the film shows, I think. And you always work in your, in your same method, you know, you have your, your three cameras, yes. no script. Well, there is a script. There is a script, yes. But there is not at the same time. We don't time. use it. You don't use, we it. use it. We use it for production reasons, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the decors, all the setup, every day we go in the decor. But then, okay, I do whatever I want in each mm-hmm. decor. So and you go on and you, I mean, you have a... a a line in mind but you can change it you can every day you can modify it whenever yeah, you feel right. like in fact I always want all the actors ready during the whole shooting all the, day, all the days ready and I decide mm. every day in the morning which actor will perform or the day before at night but usually in the same day in the morning mm-hmm. obviously not my email because he's in all the scenes of the film but uh, so I like to this tension and then in this decor that are already ready and we have, we have a different decor in this case because it's a little bit more narrative the yeah. film and there is more action uh, we, but inside this I feel it with what I sense that is good in fact I follow as mentioning the whole methodology <laughs> I always follow the inspiration of factors and it's, mm-hmm. it's something something curious in in contemporary cinema because usually you, you have professional actors or even no professional but you, with, the, with the idea that okay a professional actor will come and will deliver his performance or her performance doesn't matter if he arrives one day or another to, uh, you know, two hours earlier two hours yeah, later yeah. he will always deliver a professional performance a standard professional performance but for me, no. For me, you know, an, an actor that is inspired, like a poet, or an actor that, or the same actor, not inspired, it's a huge difference, especially on the way I shoot with three cameras that capture a lot of things that are out of control of the actor, or mostly, most of the things <laughs> they capture, the cameras are out of control of the actor. So there, when you capture these kind of things, you see that the difference between an inspired actor and a not inspired actor is huge. Mm-hmm. It's, not, yeah. it's huge, and it's worth all the elasticity of the film to <laughs> really all, adapt. Yeah, and all the complications of yeah. too, because it's not. It must not be very easy to shoot in that way. Maybe and so, uh, are you writing and or um, rewriting while you, while you are editing? And yes, you? a little bit every morning when I decide the actors. In this case, a little bit I was working with the because I had a I don't know how to say the, it, the souffleur, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the person, the person mm-hmm. who is always next to me, saying in French because my French is very good, but not in the accent, you know. Uh-huh. So I cannot do it myself okay. because the actor will be perturbed by my accent and some things will not understand yeah, yeah. just because of the it accent. There will be a slight delay yes. in understanding. Yes, that and this will kill work. the thing. But I need a French, a proper French-born person to mm-hmm. really make it, you know smoother and mm-hmm. easier for, for the actor. So, in every morning with this guy, we are preparing, if in case we use the airpiece, we are preparing some, you know, some stuff. Uh-huh. But some stuff that can be applied here or there with this actor, with the other, you know, these are like a stock, mm-hmm. stock uh, ideas uh, of dialogues or even a little bit of, of, little bit of action or drama, we can put it this way. And we apply this stock whenever I want and with my intuition of this inspiration yeah. of actors and which actor and which moment and... You know, so and but then, I shoot a lot, so well, you shoot well, with three cameras, you have like uh, hours and not 540. Well, let's say, okay, it's 100 around 180 sound, okay, for four, for 24 days 24 of shooting, days. it's uh, 25, yeah, well, whatever, it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a lot of hours. Yeah, yeah. And how do you cut it short? I mean, at the end, you, you watch the three cameras and then you select. Of course I do. I mean, it's my <laughs> job. It's like yeah, I, I have a. I, I saw a video where there is a kid going to an airplane, mm-hmm. and the pilot 
and he sees all the buttons, no, of the you know yeah, of yeah. the cabin of the, of the plane, and he says, "Do you know every button? What is the use for uh, of every button?" Says, of course, I do. You know, <laughs> otherwise, it's my job. Or if not, maybe the plane. You know, but, and in that in that so I, I check all the images. And in that specific moment, are you rewriting the movie again? Of course. Of course. First of all, I, I check all the images and I choose what I like. And I like all kinds of different kinds of things. And then I oblige myself and other editors, we are three, with separate computers, to edit the film, edit the scenes, only with the material I choose. Okay. So it's quite strange because I choose very strange things sometimes. I choose the light falling here, the color of the costume of the girl, how do you know the haircut, uh -huh. this sentence or this dialogue, but not the guy behind. The, you know, all different kinds of stuff. And they are obliged all to edit the scene only with the scenes I choose. And then this becomes already also quite arbitrary because <laughs> what I choose, I do it very, not randomly, but very, you know, based on intuition and very fast. Mm -hmm. But I am, you know, I almost then, when of course we check and we edit, it's, you know, 95% of the things I, I choose are the good ones. Oh, okay. Sometimes there is something, I missed something or maybe something uh, that I choose, uh, maybe it's not so good. Mm -hmm. But in general, it's, it goes, I mean, through the test of the edit. And, and it's quite interesting because this obliges the editors to, you know, make a puzzle. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there is no meanings. They they are not controlling meanings. They are not even controlling drama. They are not even controlling narrative. Of course, they are just solving a puzzle of creating a coherent a scene with record, with homogeneous atmosphere, etc. Mm, yeah, yeah. With only with the elements I choose. So, and for the reason I think uh, I, I I I get to avoid cliché in my films. Oh, it, it's, it's almost impossible to find a cliché in my films because the way I, I the way I shoot also, of course, yeah, yeah it helps. It helps, but also the way I edit. So, and well, this is you know always interesting. Yes. Well, thank you very much yes. for being with us for the Film Pacifiction here at Torino Film Festival. Here you have the cinematography. If you want to put the next uh, uh, question about the visuals of the film, yes. You can do it. Yes. You can ask which camera we use. <laughs> so, hi, hello, hello. I'm Angelo. Artur. So you work in on the film as a, as a, um, a cinematography. How was it to work in that with that with that system? Because the Albertsera system is very complicated with three camera rolling all mm. all time, yeah. and then you have to. Working basically three time at the same time, right? Yes. Uh, in fact, for me, it's nothing strange because I've worked with Albert yeah. for a long time, and in fact, uh, I have learned to to work in that kind of environment. And for me, it's really natural. Mm -hmm. um, but it's very it's very interesting, in fact, uh, because there is. Uh, this sense of amuse uh, of amusement of play playing with things giving a space to the actors to perform and so we are there to capture uh, things rather than imposing yeah, they create uh, them, composing no, sort them, of, yeah. yeah sort of uh, yeah uh, yeah it's not that, it's not that important in the sense of the framing or something like this which is important of course no. but mostly getting things captured, yeah. registered in the camera yeah. because uh, you, you know at which at moment uh, an actor is inspired to do something and there you have to be 
you have to be present and capture that. So, and then comparing okay. to a regular, as I may say, so cinematographer, you are yeah. always you, you are modifying, changing, and and adjusting every 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 moment. Yes, yes, yes. We we try to create the sort of uh, setup for the for each scene uh-huh. uh, in terms of lighting too. Yeah. Uh, but always like giving this all this uh, space for the actor. So more, most of the times it's almost like 360 degrees of space. Because the actor can move, can, yes, arc, can so, get up and yeah. sit down, whatever. So then you ha- it's difficult sometimes to, ma- to have an, uh, an image that has all this density or chiaroscuro, all mm-hmm. these things that we like, because you have to put more lights or yeah. the space is bigger. Yeah, but... We manage. You manage. You man- Yeah, because I think that the, 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 the real issue is to get a scene that is homogeneous in terms yes. of lighting, even if it, it's in progress. Yes, that's know? it. It can, it can go for, on for, for hours, something. Mm-hmm. And I love to mix uh, natural lighting with artificial. Yeah. So sometimes the natural lighting part changes and then I have to readjust the other yeah. thing and it's not it's not very easy but but uh, and then yeah we have this setup and with the other two cameramen so I do the lighting and I have one camera and the other there are other two cameramen so mm-hmm. three three cameras as you said and uh, we start with this, with this setup and yeah. then yeah when the things start evolving we start Readjusting, readjusting yeah. and we communicate uh, by signs like uh, <laughs> a smaller frame go for a I don't know go for a yeah, you an have, open shot you have, your, for, you have your silent language yeah, that we you have can, a silent language you share. And, and sometimes now I use the mobile phone and we send each other's pictures of which is the frame we have so I can adjust for example you know in a scene with the, there is a dialogue well, which is the relation, of, uh, which, which is the focal length of the... Mm-hmm. Because when we do, like, shot-counter-shot, like this, I mean, sometimes we cannot plan it, so it's like, okay, what do you have? Go a little bit closer or whatever. But uh, there is also this thing that they have all the, liber- all the freedom to also to, to use their own, uh, you know, their own taste, the, the other cameras, because we trust each other and I, I trust them, so... But yeah, there is a part of control and a part of. Well, it must be. It must be a very, very fascinating, even if even if difficult, very yeah, fascinating yeah, yeah. way of shooting. Not well, thank you, is. thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank I'm Angela Chagri for Fred the Festival Insider. Fred Film Radio, twenty four seven on Fred FM and smartphone apps.